Hello and welcome to MTM Vegas. I'm Sean Coomer, your host and the founder of Miles to Memories. Mark Osterman, MTM's managing editor, will be here as well. This show is a simulcast between our YouTube channel, so youtube.com forward slash Miles to Memories. This entire video can be watched. You can see our beautiful faces, clips of everything, the shrimp cocktail, everything that you're hearing, you can watch that as well, or just listen here. Normally, the podcast and the video show are different, but occasionally we have crossover between the two, and we definitely hope you enjoy it. On this show, we're going to talk about Raiders tickets. What's really crazy is I know a lot of people who own Raiders season tickets, and just about everybody I've talked to or I know has them for the purpose of reselling. And I've really been paying attention to locals and trying to talk to people and see if they like the Raiders, and I really don't see a lot of adoption of that team. So we'll talk about how the Raiders tickets are falling and whether, you know, the city's really going to support them in the long term. Of course, there's some other factors at play, the Raiders requiring vaccines and travel just isn't quite where it should be. So probably uh, better times ahead for the Raiders. But for now, there may be some opportunities. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how the Tesla tunnels, the Vegas loop, the thing that people love to hate, were breached back in June around the opening. Somebody brought their Tesla, drove down there, pretended that they were trying to charge. <laughs> I'm a little jealous of that, but it's an interesting story and one that they apparently held for a couple months before they released it. There's some other really cool things happening. I'm really excited on this episode to share our experience on the Boulder Strip, even though the gambling experience wasn't very good. To show you guys the visuals, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, the visuals of Samstown, also the $1.50 shrimp cocktail. A lot of fun stuff in this episode. Don't forget, if you like this and you're listening, whatever app, whatever podcast app you're listening to, just subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. It helps us out so much. And we have all of our travel, miles and points, deals, credit, all of that stuff at milestomemories.com. But if you're interested in just our Vegas stuff, head to mtmvegas.com. That's all of our posts related to Las Vegas, our podcast, and our YouTube and video shows as well. Another quick plug on the YouTube channel. This week, I released a Closed Casinos of Las Vegas video. It's one I just filmed with all of the still closed casinos around town. So it's definitely one that you don't want to miss. And it's interesting to see how many casinos are still closed. We got some great shots inside, some great shots all around the Las Vegas area. So don't miss that. YouTube.com forward slash miles to memories. Now we're going to get into the show, talk about all of this cool Vegas news. Thanks so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, one lucky Tesla owner's dream came true in June. We found out that they actually got to drive their Tesla through the tunnels, the Boring Company tunnels at the convention center. Apparently, they were looking for a charging station, but they somehow made their way into the line with their Tesla underground. I'm insanely, insanely jealous. <laughs> oh, I mean, how many jokes can we make off of this? But, you know... <laughs> It's crazy, it's right? Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, just pull in. If As long as it's the right color, I guess you can just get in line and drive through tunnels. Maybe make some extra cash picking up customers. I don't know. Like ask for tips. Be like, I'm not the normal guy. So can you tip me or <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take them to figure it out? I don't know. They released this information recently, even though it happened back in June. It's funny because when we were there at the opening day or the, the testing, and I have a full video of the loop and everything else on the channel if you're interested, but... Uh, when we were doing that, they were kind of asking questions about how you would prevent cars from getting onto the loop because when they drove all the cars over in the morning, they were just in a parking lot. So they just drove them into the system. So I'm assuming that they put safeguards. They say they have safeguards now, uh, some sort of a system to figure out what belongs and what doesn't. 
I'm just a little sad I didn't get to take uh, my Model S through before. <laughs> the system, which means a road with through a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. Well, but they have to have access systems, so they probably put a cone up or something to block people from getting in high tech or something. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> you think with Tesla, it would be like if you enter this and you're not in the right car, it would just shut down the vehicle or something like that, you know, with all the technology <laughs> they have. There's no technology down there. It's just a tunnel with, I mean, the technology is on the cars themselves. I, that's but. what I'm saying. Like GPS satellite, that car and be like, nope, this guy's not supposed to be there. Shut it down. But well, it didn't happen, but good uh, congratulations to that one lucky Tesla owner who got to drive his car through the tunnel. That's ultimate bragging rights right there. Uh, at the uh, Tesla, do you think meetups. he was really looking for a charging station? Or no, he was like, no. <laughs> I think it's just plausible deniability, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, why would you think that the charging station's down in the tunnel between the areas? And this is just too well known of a system. And he's a Tesla owner. You know, it wasn't some random car or something like that. I just think he wanted to take. How a much joyride. worse would it be if it was like a Prius that went down there? <laughs> <laughs> It would uh, it would certainly uh, certainly be a travesty to see anything but a Tesla down there, Mark. No uh, no Priuses allowed. All right, let's get I into. Hoping, the I was hoping you'd say he got stuck trying to back out, and then they'd have to show the evacuation plan of how you would get out of the tunnel when the water floods start coming in and everything. D don't trigger the YouTube commenters, please. Okay, <laughs> we don't need any more of these comments about how it's not safe and and everything else, or at least relegate those comments to the uh, Vegas Loop video. Uh, before we get into the show, Mark, I did want to remind everybody out there to smash that thumbs up button, leave a comment about anything that we talk about here because we love to discuss this stuff, and subscribe to the channel. You can find all of our Vegas stuff at mtmvegas.com. That includes this show, but we also have a weekly audio podcast where we interview people, have a lot of fun. So check out all of our stuff at mtmvegas.com. And you can follow both Mark and I. I'm at mtm underscore vegas on twitter he's at detroit mark we'd love to uh to see you guys there i'm pretty much always tweeting about vegas mark throws in some other stuff along the way but uh, it's a lot of fun there on twitter now let's uh, let's talk labor day crowds mark because we saw some video from the airport i talked last week about when i was down at circa and how the crowd levels had started to diminish midweek and i expect that we're going to continue to see that through the fall but labor day weekend definitely delivered crowd wise Big, uh, big crowds on Fremont Street, at the airport, just about everywhere. Yeah, the two worst places you want to see crowds, airport, Fremont Street. Should we give people our pro tip on the Vegas airport of how to skip the lines? Sure, yeah, Terminal 3, baby. That's the way to go. Yes, you take, uh, if, well, it depends on which terminal, which terminal do you need to be flying into that you can just jump on the uh, tram really easily. Yeah, so if you're flying into the D gates, which are technically Terminal 1, it's easier to get picked up or to do everything at the E gates, which is Terminal 3. So you would take the the train. So basically, if you're flying into the D gates, use the E gates instead of the A, B, and C gates. It's it's a little confusing. Yes. but the inter uh, Basically, where the international people fly into and out of. Yeah. There's yeah. usually a lot less of a line. Uber is the same way. Less uh, Uber drivers that you're fighting or less people calling an uber that you're fighting to to get a spot and get a guy up there um so yeah that's what i always do if i fly into yeah. D gates delta d gates yes what's crazy over the last few years is we've seen the uber and lyft sort of take off at mccarran um, i was there the first day that they allowed it legally and so i've seen the growth of this and anybody who's taken a ride share from mccarran knows how crazy it is the taxi lines have been a lot less you know as people go to more to ride share they ride taxis less but on Labor Day, we definitely saw huge taxi lines at McCarran. 
And just a reminder, if surge pricing is out of control, those taxis have a fixed rate. So uh, keep that in mind on the busy weekends. Also, if it's a really busy weekend and you have a group, you know, look into getting a limo or a black car or something like that, then you, you go right to it. It's quick. And it's usually not that much more than you would pay, you know, for a surge price Uber or Lyft. Like we were seeing back in the day, it was like $80 at certain times. So definitely keep that in mind. I've even done it when I've flown in. Like I flew into New Orleans once and the line was just crazy for the taxi line and the wait for Uber was uh, forever. So I just went up to a group of people holding up signs. And I said, is there anybody that doesn't have a ride right now? Like, He's like, I do. I'm like, how much to get me into town? And he said, a hundred bucks. There was three of us were like, done. Let's go. Let's get out of here. That's always the, the fun thing to do. That reminds me of one night way back when I was working at MGM Grand. So this had to be like New Year's Eve 99. And I was leaving work at like one in the morning. And I had this group of people uh, throw me a $100 bill to give them a ride back to their hotel because they couldn't because the strip was shut down and everything else. But uh, I had to turn it down because I was Y2K, working. There. I would have gotten fired. I would have been. No, I would have <laughs> been fired. So I couldn't give them the ride. But. Yeah, all kinds of uh, desperation uh, for for rideshare. But I did look at like a local news story and how they're trying to make up the crowds on Fremont Street. And this isn't anything different than we already saw this summer. In fact, uh, if anything, the videos I saw were a little bit less. So like I said, I think we're heading into a slower period and that's fine. But Labor Day crowds were great. And it was good to see that as uh, as we continue to try to get more venues online and uh, get this uh, the city back up and rolling. Speaking of that, I was on the Boulder Strip this week, Mark. Jasmine and I decided to head out there. I don't know why. Um, she played a little bit, but man, did she get... Now I know why the Boulder Strip has those record gaming revenue numbers, because she got nothing. Like, no no bonuses, no nothing. Just a lot of quick losses. Uh, but we did go to Samstown and check that out. Samstown's one of my favorite places, because it has this atrium with, like, animatronic figures. At night, they have a light show. And they have all this rock work and everything like that. The uh, the check-in desk for the hotel is in there as well. So it's a really unique Vegas hotel. Um, the casino is just sort of a locals uh, casino. And then we headed down to Skyline Casino, which is like a a very very is it local. Like chili? Does it does it have a lot of chili? <laughs> well, you know, I'm not a fan of the Skyline chili. So most uh, people I, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, since it, oh god, I will say though, if you get a Skyline uh, Cody dog without the chili, with just the mustard and the cheese, it's very good, Mark. So just uh, keep that in mind. I hate their, I hate Nothing's their chili. Nothing's as good as a Detroit Cody dog, though. Nothing. No, well, the Detroit Cody. It's very right. The Detroit Cody dogs are much better than Skyline chili. Uh, so there you go, all you Midwest uh, people out there. But no, it's like this casino has like an old West theme. It has all the old machines, like very old video poker machines. Actually, really uh, good progressives for quarter and dollar video pokers at their bar. So uh, an interesting thing there. All kinds of like Old West memorabilia. And they have a $1.50 shrimp cocktail. And uh, so, uh, you know, why not? We did it. We got the $1.50 shrimp cocktail. The, it comes in a... <laughs> the question is, how did you feel the next day? Yeah, we didn't get sick, <laughs> miraculously. And it actually looked fairly good and, and fresh. It came in a plastic cup, as $1.50 shrimp cocktail should, and I think I got six shrimp. Uh, I'll throw up some video here, but uh, I mean, it was for $1.50, it was fine. Uh, we ate the prime rib there, too, which wasn't all that great, but uh, it was definitely like a cool local uh, dive casino kind of place. There was also line dancing. It was, a, it was an interesting uh, atmosphere. I had never been in there uh, during kind of busy times. I'd been in there to kind of check it out one time during the day, but uh, I was glad to go there. But man, like uh, we, we got 
killed at the machines. Uh, so all we really, by the end of the night, we didn't have anything else to do but watch people uh, country line dance. So, there you go. <laughs> country line dancing in Vegas. Sounds good. But it's nice to see that there's still dollar fifty shrimp cocktail around or cheap shrimp cocktails because, you know, what was it? Dupar's at uh, Golden Gate was always kind of the place everybody knew about and the hidden secret that everybody yeah. knew. Uh, they would go in there and grab those and that went away a few years ago and I didn't know there was still another one. So that's nice to see. Well, I think Circa, Mr. Circa fanboy has it from three to 5 a.m. at, at Saginaw's. Oh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. So you, you have to wake up. What's what's better than late night drunk food than shrimp cocktail? I mean, come on. Yeah. Perfect. No. But yeah, if you're Terrible. looking for, if you other than 3 a.m., if you're looking for a cheap shrimp cocktail, the Skyline Casino on Boulder Highway, there you go. Uh, it's, I don't know. I'll show a picture of it. It was fine. It was good. Uh, and that place Seriously, is though, full of uh, charm. Three, so. three to five a.m. Shrimp soaks up no alcohol. So what is the thinking there? I don't know. Just they, they can say they have it, but nobody will go. I guess. I think so to keep the tradition going and uh, to keep it from costing them uh, too much. So I, I guess that's that's what it is. But uh, yeah, Circa is still doing it. I do mean to get over there one of these times to do it. Jasmine and I had talked about maybe going down when we stayed there at three a.m. to get it, but. Uh, that didn't happen. So I, one of these days, one of these days. But I know people certainly uh, still get it at Circa uh, there. So yeah, let us know. Uh, you know, should do you want to see more of these casinos? There's some other cool ones like Joker's Wild, which is owned by Boyd Gaming, and of course there's Boulder Station, and there's some other uh, small casinos along the way on Boulder Highway. So maybe I'll get out there and film some more of those. But no more, no more gambling for Jasmine on Boulder Highway because that was uh, that was a rough, quick night there. Um, but let's move I mean, on. To she, other... has, she has two uh, royal flushes to play around with, so she can afford it. <laughs> yeah, she's still like way up on the year because she doesn't gamble all that often. And we were doing some gambling early in the year for filming. And she was doing actually really well on the slots for some reason, just randomly. And then she hit those two royal flushes. And <laughs> that's been basically it. She hasn't really gambled in a couple months since then. So, yeah, she's still well ahead uh, for the year. And uh, it was just noticeable there because we didn't get anything. Like, she likes to play the slots, get some bonuses, and uh, nothing happened there. But that can happen on those slots because they really are money suckers. And uh, you never know what the payback percentages are. It's certainly the worst game in the casino. Uh, but there's so much fun with those uh, little bonuses. The more uh, bonus bells, games. whistles, uh, the taller the machine, the less likely you are to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's some other quick stories we have this week. But before we go into that, I did want to remind everybody, we do have our meetup coming up on September 18th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Three Sheets Craft Beer Bar in the Arts District. And we do have a form if you are planning on coming to let us know you're going to be there. I'll put the link in the description. There's no cost. You just pay your own way. Both Mark and I are going to be there along with uh, hopefully many of you guys and some of our friends. So it should be a really, really good time. I know Mark says he may... Go elsewhere. I have a, an event at 5 o'clock I have to go to, but you may hang around, check out some other bars. But it's definitely going to be a great time. We have an outdoor space there. So 2 to 4 p.m. on the 18th at the uh, Three Sheets Craft Beer Bar on Casino Center Drive. Look forward to seeing you guys there. Yeah, Charlotte did mention that the it's pretty much only beer, um, and I'm sure they have some other like cider and stuff like that, but <clears throat> uh, there's no liquor, so... If, if you aren't a beer drinker, uh, just know that we probably will hop somewhere, you know, a little bit after because I want to really walk around the arts district. So if you have the time, we'll probably check out some other places and you'll be able to get your libations. 
Speaking of libations and food and drink, we there was an interesting article in Skiff this week about Grubhub and how they are uh, obviously working at Resorts World. You were the first customer, right, at their Grubhub by the pool Resorts World thing, so you know all about it. Yes, I had uh, seven people bring me my grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, it's interesting to see the business side of this, how they're selling it to hotels to replace their room service, to make their their staffing more efficient, their labor costs more efficient. And even what they're talking about is using ghost kitchens. We see these like pop up in, in the apps like Grubhub or Uber Eats or wherever. These are kitchen restaurants that don't actually physically exist, but people are just using a commercial kitchen space to, to run a delivery service. And so they're maybe talking about pairing those types of places with hotels. So they do see that this is sort of their business model and you know, like to your point, it didn't really seem to work all that efficiently in resorts world. We'll have to follow up to see how it's working now. But I think this is really going to be the death of room service at at most hotels. It's just not it's just never made sense for them to do it financially. And and as soon as they can get out by using one of these apps, they're going to do it. I actually like it and I really enjoyed it, you know, at the pool because Normally, you just have that pool bar, whatever that is, and it's usually limited, not always the best food or options, which I will say the Resorts World uh, pool bar area is probably one of the better ones in Vegas. I really enjoyed it there, but it's cool that it opened it up to every, you know, all, well, it's supposed to open it up to all the uh, places they have on site. So, you know, they always pump up that they have 40 restaurants and bars and all that stuff. So you should have a lot of options. Uh, when we were there, they never talk like, about the price. They never <laughs> yeah. talk about the price. There. The price is expensive. Um, when you're there, you know, we were there early on. So there was only a few options. There wasn't a ton. There was, it was like an $8 delivery fee, something like that, which if you ever done room service, there's huge fees on that and a big markup. So I don't think the costs will be all that different than you, you, you're normally with a room service charge, but you'll have more options. And then at the pool, normally you can't get room service at the pool. So that's kind of cool. They deliver it to a locker. You get uh, notified, you go over there, you scan your app or you punch in the code and each little locker has its own heating or cooling system so it can keep the food uh, at the temperature it needs to be, which is pretty unique. You punch it in, open up the door, there you go. I mean, if it's just you, it probably won't be worth it. You're probably better off going to the pool bar and ordering something. But if it's a group, th then the fees aren't that big of a deal, the delivery fee and all that stuff. So I do kind of like it. It's, uh, you know, gives you a unique thing, try different stuff, more options. You know, room service food is usually lower tier than normal restaurant food. So I do like that you're getting a professional restaurant's food versus just a room service kitchen that is just pumping out, you know, bad chicken wings. <laughs> Who doesn't like bad chicken wings? But yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's better the than a 3 a.m. shrimp cocktail, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I mean, the hotel industry is all in on this tech. So you're going to see it at different hotels. And um, I, I guess it adds convenience. Hopefully it's implemented in a good way. But Make no mistake, this is their way of seeing it as a, as a cost-saving benefit to the hotels, and that's really what they're going to do, and that's what Grubhub is selling this service as, and I wouldn't uh, be surprised to see uh, some of the other food delivery apps move in on this as well as they try to figure out how to be profitable. I just listened to a whole uh, series of podcasts, Business Wars, which is a great podcast, about the uh, the food delivery apps and how they've tried to mature during COVID, and None of them are making any money still, so uh, they're still losing millions and millions of dollars, despite the fact that their their customer base has grown significantly during COVID. So these All are very challenged promos, businesses. Man. They just yeah, give away marketing. free stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> I wonder if they will have promos that work at Resorts World, like the 
$20 off $25 plus DoorDash type orders, stuff like Grubhub has them, uh, Uber Eats has them. I wonder if they'll have, if they have those, if you can use it at Resorts World or if they'll block it because it's, you know, kind of a unique system. Yeah, well, we'll see. We do have to give it another try now that they've gotten it up and running. So next time we're staying there, we'll, we'll give it a try to see how it's changed from that first day where you got your, your food delivered by, by seven people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm in any rush, but I do have to get back at some point to see how they've done, uh, how they've matured. And I do have a video planned to kind of talk about all the different hotels now that I've been to all of them uh, too. But got to get that Circa bunk bed video out this week. So that's the next big video coming on the channel. Um, so let's talk Raiders, Mark, your favorite team to hate. Our good friend, uh, PDX uh, Deals guy, I was fighting with him this morning. I've been telling him that I've been paying attention and very few locals like the Raiders. I see very little buy-in to this team and it's a little concerning to me. And I had, we've been talking about reselling tickets because that's something that we do and I don't have any Raiders tickets, but I had predicted that the prices were going to fall significantly on the Raiders tickets because I had been hearing that the vast majority of people who bought season tickets were buying them to resell and that's what's happening. The Raiders tickets are falling. They're in a free fall, about half of what they were, uh, the cost on like third party sites like StubHub, about half of what they were just a month ago or so. And I expect them to keep falling. Is it because of the vaccine requirement? Maybe. Is it because there's not a lot of people that are interested in seeing the team right now? Maybe. Is it because of all the issues with parking and everything else? Probably as well. The combination of all that means there may be some deals on Raiders games especially if you're looking last minute as people are dumping tickets. Yeah, but you know, you made a good point last week. If you want to go to the game, buy you an LV ticket. It'll probably be like 50 cents uh, by mid-season because they lost to, what, Eastern Washington FCS. Why do you got to hate on UNLV so much? I mean, they're, they're struggling as it they is. Are, and you don't have they to... are the worst football program in the country. I think they just got rated, so uh, like 130th or whatever, or at least bottom five. So get your cheap tickets for that. And then just buy beers to make up for it, I guess. I don't know, because the football will be terrible to watch. Anyway, back to the Raiders. Yeah, I do think, you know, as a transplant team, it's always tough to kind of drum up that support. You know, a homegrown team like the uh, the Knights, uh, that, that everybody kind of comes together for it because it started there. Where when it comes from somewhere else, you know, you, you don't feel like it's your team yet. So I think maybe down the line, people will join in on the Raiders fandom, but... I don't think it will ever be like it is at other places. And I think that was always kind of the draw for Vegas is we're going to have a lot of people that fly into town to go to that away game, you know, cause Oh, let's go to the football game and we'll check out Vegas or hang out in Vegas. But it kind of hurts the football team cause it's going to be half stadium full of opposing fans. So they're never really going to have a home field advantage. I don't think unless a lot of people come from Oakland that miss them or, but I don't know if they just hate them and they don't want to come now. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm not surprised prices are falling. The mandate doesn't help uh, that you have to have a vaccine to be able to get in for sure. But I also think just overall, there's, you know, they're not going to be a great team. There's not a lot of hype around them and they don't have that loyalty built in. So it's going to be tough. There was a thing going around on Twitter this week, and I don't know where it was from, but it talked about the most hated uh, sports franchises in the country. And the Raiders were by far the most hated and it wasn't even close. I forget who is number two, but it wasn't because the even Davis close. family sucks. Yeah, they're not. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to speak to the Davis family, but they really aren't well liked. And uh, obviously, there's been issues with their fans. And I do hope that they're successful here. But I expect 
if you're again if you're watching those those ticket reselling sites watch you know a few hours before a game and watch these people dump their tickets because uh there's already some panic happening in the market and uh <laughs> i expect it'll just continue to happen especially with the vaccines all the other things that are happening this year um you know to kind of to kind of hurt them so keep an eye on that and uh, just a couple other quick stories for us this week mark Rooftop Cinema is coming to downtown Las Vegas. Now, this idea, when I saw it, sounded amazing. Uh, this company is setting up a 30-foot screen showing old movies on the rooftop in downtown Las Vegas for the fall where the weather's getting cool. It sounds really cool, but it's like $20-plus a person to watch these movies. And it doesn't include anything, so it's an expensive night. I could see it going either way, but you know, if you I'm wanted in. a night out, it's a pretty good night out. Yeah, I, I, I kind of... I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm kind of siding on that as well, although not a great deal. No, not a great deal. But anything rooftop, you got me. If it's waterfront or rooftop, I'm in. I don't care if the food's terrible, if the beer selection's awful, whatever it is. If you have a good view or you're on a rooftop outside, I think it's cool. It's something unique, something different. You, you know, you're near Fremont Street, so you can go. You can go there before or after and have some drinks and to watch a movie outside. You know, that's kind of unique. You don't get to do that many places. Normally, it's like a drive-in where you're sitting in your car, which this is kind of different, and they're going to have drinks and snacks and everything for sale. So I would check it out for sure. It does get expensive, so just temper your expectations, which which also stinks because it's all old movies. It's not like a new release. If it was a new release, it wouldn't hurt so much, but when you're watching like Kingpin and it costs you 50 bucks for two people plus drinks and everything, it, you know, you just got to accept that it's, it's basically a cover charge to get to a rooftop party, I guess. And it's nice for people who don't want to be inside around people. It's outdoors, um, so you have that that niceness there. So yeah, it's eighteen fifty with a picnic blanket, twenty two fifty with a lounge floor chair, or forty eight fifty for a couple's ticket with a love seat beanbag. So that kind of sounds cool. Ugh, I feel like beanbags <laughs> are gonna get gross. Might last like <laughs> a week before they get nasty. Think about like butter popcorn and stuff and spills. Ugh, beanbags not a great choice. Sorry. Yeah. Probably not. But I mean, it does look very cool. The concept art looks cool and uh, not the best deal, but certainly there's a lot of stuff that's not a good deal in Las Vegas. That's still a lot of fun. Uh, so worth doing there. All right. Last story is your beloved Ellis Island is getting a new sandwich shop. And uh, it's from a guy who's behind Good Pie at the Pond Plaza and a few other places, a, a restaurant at Jerry's Nugget. But he recently won like the World Sandwich Championship for like the best sandwich. And uh, it's coming to, to Ellis Island. Are you excited? No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a sandwich guy. Like, I'm not a huge sandwich guy. But that, this one doesn't look, look all that impressive to me that won the championship. It looks like an yeah. egg casserole wrapped in some stuff. I don't I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, it's an eggplant porchetta and eggplant sandwich. Although he's bringing all of his sandwiches to a whole shop. So it won't just be this. But that's the one that won admittedly doesn't look all that great but it did win the championship uh so he won two thousand dollars or or whatever but you know ellis island known for their kind of quirky mixture of food their good deals in their pub uh, of course they have metro pizza they have uh they had the tiki bar there for a while so it's interesting to see how they're they're mixing up uh, their food establishments and this will probably be you know good quick sandwiches right off the casino floor and uh yeah i'll probably check it out is it going in? Uh, do you think it's going in? Is the barbecue place still there or is it taking over for that? You know, I'm just, I don't know where they have the the square footage. Just slide it in like next to Metro Pizza. 
I don't know exactly where it's going. In the article, it says it's going on the casino floor, so uh, it probably is going into a venue uh, that had moved out, but I don't see exactly what it's what it's replacing. But it's going to be in the casino part, so uh, look forward to that coming soon. And, yeah, I mean, uh, who doesn't like a good sandwich? We need sandwich? a video review of Jerry's Nugget. That's what we need. <laughs> I used to go to Jerry's Nugget all the time. I used to love their prime rib. They When I was a kid, believe it or not, they had the most amazing strawberry cake and they all their cakes are homemade i think they still are but they've pared down the desserts they have over the years they used to have a full bakery and that used to be the cake i would get for my birthday every year it was amazing um should do like best dive places like jerry's lots of fun all that stuff yeah there's a lot of skyline would certainly be on there that place has a lot of charm uh despite the type machines like just the line dancing and the old machines the really good progressive video poker. So yeah, there's so certainly a lot of cool things to see in Vegas. And let us know what you think about anything we talked about today. Uh, have you ever been to Skyline? Have you ever had the $1.50 shrimp cocktail there? Uh, and are you dreaming about driving your Tesla through the tunnels? Any of that stuff? Are you happy that the Raiders tickets are going down? Hit us up in the comments. Don't forget to smash the thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to the channel. Check out all of our Vegas stuff at mtmvegas.com. And that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. See you next week.